Hey guys, I'm Megan. I'm Dana. And this is Scary Stories to Tell Your Sister. Hello. Hello. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had a very busy week, but it was nice. I saw the Boston Marathon and I sprained both of my ankles while watching it. Like literally. Oh, God. I was with the twins and Abby and I went to get something from the car and I didn't see a huge like divot in the grass and I stepped in it and it was wet and muddy and my and I just rolled to the ground no glasses flying it's like almost like face planting on the ground no the twins are like Nina no a try Nina and I was like really I'm okay and I was like my husband was like no no don't touch me my diet, like my my ankle was burning, you know, like that quick burn. Yeah, and I thought it was just one ankle, and and then like I kind of like it was like I'll push the I'll push the stroller that way I can like use it as my my balance instrument, and then it like started pouring rain, so I'm like hobbling with like a sprained ankle, and then like later in the day I'm like oh no my other ankle's messed up too, and so both my ankles were really badly sprained. Like how do I do this? And then the following day or like the day, either the day or like in like 24 hours to 48 hours later after I fell, my back was messed up because no. of my fall. Like I couldn't sit properly. I'm like, oh. I mean, I don't know how to like sit up and stand up. It was like insane. Very painful. But it was it was good though. Like the kids were good because Abby and I were taking turns doing overnights. So it was... <laughs> It worked out well, but then Ferris was having t- taking turns with overnights with us too because he only had one parental unit. And so Friday when we were both here, he was like, "Oh my god!" Or Thursday, it was the cutest thing. He was so excited to see us. He was like trotting up to me. He's like, "Oh my god, we're both here!" So like today, I mean, he's been a little like pain because he has so much energy. He's like, "My god, you're both here!" So it was a rough morning for us. Exciting, but like he was like, "Oh my god, mischief." I'm gonna take your hairbrush and throw it across the room, and I'm like, no. But like I said, it's my first. It was my, it was my first time seeing the marathon in person since I've been up here. I've been up here for about eight years now. Oh my god, really? Um, yeah, I think eight years. I'm trying to do the math. But I could. I think it's eight years, and I, I, I I'm a, I can, I'm a nanny, so. The marathon falls on Patriots Day. And so the kids don't have school on Patriots Day. And my previous physician didn't live like near close enough to the route to be like, oh, I can walk up to the route, you know, and see it. It was, mm-hmm. it was further away from the route. And I didn't want to drive because I didn't really know like where you would park to see it. And this one, I could literally just drive around the corner and park and walk a block or two and see it. And it was really nice, even the pouring rain. Oh wow, that does sound nice. Yeah, yeah. So it was a nice, nice week. I'm making a cake for 
my old nanny kid this weekend too. So I got some of my supplies. I was picking up some more supplies for me. We got these cute little sprinkles. Oh, you can't see it. Oh, there you go. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. Love them. Love those. Well, we have lots in common because I did not twist my ankles, but I did whack my hand. Yes. Really hard on a drawer at work. And it it was bad. Look, at Dana, I don't know if you can see the bruise right now. Yeah. It's like I got into like a fist fight. The picture you sent me, I was so surprised. Yeah. And I turned into like an egg first. It was like a huge egg. And then it became did it hurt? Like did you hit it hard or did you just like bump it or something? Oh no, I hit it. I hit it hard. I hit I bump it all the time. But for some reason I must have hit it just in the right way. Yeah. That it just felt like my hand exploded and I just knelt down quietly and internally said F-U-C-K and then held it until I was able to like assess the situation because you can't look at it right away. No. You have to hold it first. <laughs> yeah, you say, yeah, say here, say, say, say pleasant. Right. So then I was able to look at it and I saw that there was nothing there. And then about an hour later, I look at it and it's a giant egg. And it was just the strangest thing. I wasn't expecting it to turn into something. No, so you big. think, oh, it's going to be a bruise or something like that, like a big bruise. That's fine. But I think the raised aspect right. of it, that, that part is a little bit like, what? What happened? Yeah. And everybody was like disgusted and shocked. But I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It doesn't really hurt or anything. It just looks, it looks worse than it feels. Yeah. And then I too, I'm going to be baking a cake, Dane. Oh, that's so funny. What kind of cake, what kind of cake are you going to make? Carrot cake. A carrot cake? Okay. Yeah. I'm doing a vanilla cake, like a Funfetti-esque cake with sprinkles inside of it. Oh, that's fun. And then I'm dyeing the the frosting. Because I am. Where do, she wants a, 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 a certain character-esque cake. So oh, it's very character? Fancy Nancy. Oh, yeah. So it's like yellow and pink. And I have like pink sugar sprinkles were on top. And I'm going to do, like, a yellow cake with, like, pink accents. That's so nice. It's very bright. Very sweet. But is it for me? No. Will I eat it? Yes. So that's all that matters. And she'll be happy. And that's like that was, like, the one request was a Dana cake. So a Dana cake. That's so yeah. sweet. So I've been doing that since 2020 for them. And that's, like, cool. their all the time is a Dana cake. And so really? I do. Yeah, they love Dana cakes. I they say it's really good, and I say that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I will make you Dana cake f- for as long as I can. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm really excited about that. A little stressed, but whatever. No, we both coughed. That worked out well. Did it? Did it not mute? And if you, I mean, I muted you. I coughed. Oh, I didn't okay. mute myself. And I said, mm, you get to hear that juicy, juicy cough. But yeah, no, so that's been the baking. And then I think at some point this weekend, I'm also going to go back to my garden box and do some more there. I'm very excited. Yeah. I have the, the plant. What? I said very nice. Yeah, I have some peppers, potatoes, carrots, onions, beets. I got beets. Oh, do you know last week when we were talking about beets, for some reason, uh, the whole time, I was thinking of radishes. 
Okay, I also like radishes. But but then I think a little later I was like, oh wait, beets are the ones that dye the the salad yeah. in like different colors. But yeah, you like radishes. Those are the ones I don't like. I don't really remember what a beet tastes like. Beet tastes like earth as well. A radish, you have to like clean it properly. I roasted a radish. I cut it up and I roasted akin to like roasted potatoes. And like yes. if you use if you use the proper like seasoning on it, it's like delicious. I'll have to try that because I tried it. I think it was just like raw in a salad or something. And it yeah. just tastes like dirt. Yeah, and, no. I well, love I, like, I love dirt. I but. love earthy tastes, but I don't think I liked that. No, I did not. That. Yeah, no, I like it, but like like I said, I roast it, so it's a little di- the, the flavor palette is different in that aspect. Also, have you heard this total sidetrack? But I thought you'd love it, and I we're using this time to chit chat. Whatever it is, what it is. Have you heard that that song on TikTok? If I were a fish, yeah, I love that song. I thought you'd love it. Yeah. I've only heard it like once and then every other time I've heard it, I kind of just like swipe by, but maybe I'll give it a Oh, you'd love it. There's a part it's like if I were a rock, it's like plop, plop, plop. And I'm like, oh. I'm the, it's like I'm I'm the perfect, the shape I am. And it's like the cute oh, I love that one. I'm supporting on my walk and I was like, it made me so happy. I was like, man, I like the song, I think. It's like such a cute little like happy, positive like song with a guitar in it. It makes me feel like I'm in a cabin with like a creek nearby just like being like bopping along listen to it like it's happy so that sounds nice i know all that joy and happiness and then i'm coming here to listen to scary scary things with you i feel like that's that's who we are as people i know i know but that is who we are i went to also the other day because i never learned my lesson and and i went by myself what did I you do terrified. what what did you do I went to the movies by myself to see a scary movie, and or I was so scared, Dana. What movie was it? It was a scary one. Was it the mom, like the the yeah. rat, Evil Dead thing? Yeah, it was so scary. I wanted to leave so many times, <laughs> but I was even afraid to leave. So I was wearing a hoodie, and I just grabbed like the hood and put it over my head, <laughs> and like can't you went by yourself. Me. I, I really wasn't expecting it. Like, I didn't learn my lesson the first time. I never do. I was like, isn't the movie that you said the Evil Dead movie was when you, like, had to hide in the car because you were so afraid of it? Yeah. But this is a new one. A new <laughs> one. New beer. <laughs> I thought they would be different. And if but anything, I think you're know. more sensitive now than you were when you saw the previous one. What was that? I said, if anything, I think you're more sensitive oh, now. Yeah. And then when you saw, because like when you lived in the big house, and like if you lived in the, the apartment area there, you were young. Yeah. And I was more like. You were more like, oh, I like scary things. Right, right, right. I'm going to do this. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm, I'm definitely more afraid. And watching it, I was, I was praying. I felt like, oh God, please, 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 please. And then there was somebody that walked in. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't recognize you. And then <laughs> like. I'm like, he's sitting right behind me and I wanted to turn around and look, but I'm wearing this hood and I probably look like the strange one. Oh my God. You are, I love it. It's funny because I was, it was scary, Dana. I heard, no, her, hers also gory. Oh my God. I had to close my eyes multiple times. So many times. And 
I open them and you just when you like when you think you it's think, over because I don't have somebody next to me being like, oh, you're good. Oh, yeah. All right. No, I opened my eyes. It's like a part I did not want to see. And I was like, oh, really? Thanks. But I mean, it's my fault. You know what it's I mean? It's your like, fault. I deserve it. I deserve it. You never I learn. I am fair. I remember at least like at least you didn't like ignore anyone's warning besides your own. Dear listeners, when I was younger and so was Megan, obviously, I saw the changeling in theaters and that movie destroyed me. I left being a shell of my former self and being like, there's no hope left for humanity. And I told Megan, I said, I think you want to see it. I said, do not see this movie. This movie is not for you. I'm telling you this as your sister. As, like, I'm not like trying to be, I'm not trying to gatekeep or anything. I'm telling you, I'm like, do not see this movie. I know you. Did she listen? No. No. And I was so depressed. And it I was really shattered my soul. I was so depressed after watching that. But I had heard so many great things about Angelina Jolie's performance that I was like, oh, I just want to see how, how good. That's my problem. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't, you don't listen. And you have the fear of missing out and stuff like that, too. I do. I do. And I heard, like, it, the movie that I just recently saw had really good ratings. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I really want to see that. And it's scary. And I love being like, by yourself. That, that, that's what really got me. Yeah. That one I wish I didn't go to see by myself. I had just li- literally today I saw on TikTok someone being like, oh, here's like a non-spoiler review of it. Tons of blood. And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. I don't tell Megan because I know I know she won't see that because she doesn't like the first the other one. But no, she did. Yeah. She saw it. Well, always tell me because I will. I'm like, don't see this movie. I saw Nope for the first time last weekend, Ooh. and that was good. That was good. I liked that one. I haven't That's seen good. any of any of his other stuff. I haven't seen Get Out. Get Out is it Get Out? Yeah, I haven't seen Get Out, and I haven't. You seen- haven't? No, I want to see it so bad. It has my boyfriend in it. I know he's bad in it, but it has. That's my boyfriend in it. Oh, that's right. He is your boyfriend. Oh my yeah. god, been your boyfriend for ages. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Danny, you would like that movie. That's a good one. Yeah, so I must make it this weekend at some point. But even I then, I'd love to see that one actually. Hmm. I got mom to see Get Out. Get Out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I laughed. I, I laughed, and also was like, there's a couple points. I was like, what? What is happening? Poor Abby. What? At some point was a, a no. Poor Abby at some point. At some point was. She was like wide eyed and like unmoving. She was scared. Yeah, because there's a couple points that are like it tricks you into thinking something else is happening, uh-huh. uh, and that I was like, "Oh, what is happening?" Because even though people we knew had seen it, we hadn't really known anything, and not even me. I had like no idea what was happening, and you know, I like I normally kind of like, yeah, tend to you know. always know beforehand. Dana always researches things, like comes across things, and she's like, "Oh yeah." I know about this. Oh, yeah, I know about that. And she just knows everything. Well, I don't know what's going on half the time. Especially with the entertainment stuff like that. Like, I never saw Game of Thrones. You had recommended it to me. But I heard those good things about it. I heard, like, I was one of those things, like, I heard good things about it. I was like, oh, I heard this. But then I heard more about it. And I said, oh, no, I know everything that happened. And I said, no. I think I never meant, I don't think I recommended Game of Thrones to you. I think I said no. I think I said no to you on that. No, you said yes, Dana. I remember this like yesterday because I was thinking to myself, oh, okay. If she says it's good, then I'm going to give it a shot. And I watched it and I was shocked that you... As you should have been. As you should have been. 
<laughs> I must have been like, it must have been early on when I was like, oh, I hear good things about it, you know? So, yeah. And I had not gotten further into my knowing of what everything was. And then one day I said, oh, nope, not for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. So that, like, yeah, but like, it was those things, but I know what happens. Oh my I know God. character Damn names it. and like storylines and family lines. Of course you do. But yeah, I'm sorry. I got into tangent about movies. I love movies. I love media. I still haven't seen a new screen movie yet. I want to see that. I haven't been to this. I, I think it's hard because Ferris doesn't let us leave. <laughs> so we don't go to the movie theaters, but I think we're going to board him in July so we can see the Barbie movie. Oh, really? I'm so excited for the Barbie movie. Oh, wow. So excited for it. I think I only saw like part of a preview. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah. Like Greta Gerwig is a director of it. Like one who did Little Women and stuff like that. Oh, um, really? Lady Bird. And oh. uh, yeah, so she's doing it. Oh, that's awesome. I've heard like a long, everyone said, everyone's in it said like it's the best script they've ever read. No. Yes. Okay, I'm going to have to, so the preview that I saw, I don't think it makes no sense whatsoever. The preview, nothing. You're like, what is happening? And yeah, like, I, honestly, I'm gonna preview gives, I was disappointed. The preview gives nothing away. I am so excited for it. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll try. Is, is there a new preview or something? I don't think so. I maybe said I have get your head out your butt and say, this is worth it. Thank you very much. Well, on that note, everyone, what you ready to hear some scary stories? I'm ready to hear some scary stories. Oh my god, what? Oh, thank god, I thought I just deleted my notes. Could you imagine if you did? I would have, might have cried. I would cried. Okay, I'm back. Back again? Yeah, do you want to get started? I'm excited to get started. The scary. So I have a topic today that is about a few cursed items. Yeah. So is mine. And you'll have to be the judge as to whether so you So is mine. It. What? So is mine. No. Yeah. Oh, so my mine. God. Okay, tell me, your, tell me your... Tell me your... Tell me your item. item. Okay, mine are the Bassano vase. Yeah. Okay, okay, you can do that one if you want. Okay. No, it's fine. You, can, you, you can do that one. Go ahead. That's fine. You can do that one. Go ahead. And then I have <laughs> that was so funny. The other one I have is the the painting on the eBay. Boy? No. Okay. The painting okay. on eBay. Okay. I have other ones I can pull up too. That is hysterical. Oh that is God. so funny. Yeah. So I have Masano- the, Basano vase, I just added to my thing. Oh, one second. Sorry, I think my thing is loose or something. Something. Dana, we're a wreck. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Aren't we a mess? We're a mess. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you the whole time. I think it's a switch. The microphone switched back and forth. That is hysterical. I can't believe that. I thought you were doing aliens. No way. Or creatures, because you were like, "Are you doing aliens?" I was like, "No, I'm not doing. I'm doing an object." Remember? No, I said that, and then I said to myself, "I shouldn't have said that because now she's gonna be right to the aliens." I was hoping that you were doing aliens. 
No. That's why I asked you because I was hoping you were doing something that I wasn't doing. No, I'm not doing it. So I, I went three verses for you. Okay. That was hysterical. I am dying. Can you still see me? Yeah. Can you see me? Uh, oh my God. Well, I'm excited to hear your curses. Do you want to hear yours too? Well, we have at least one that's the same. So we'll start with that one. Yes. Yeah, so we'll t- we can talk about that. Then it's kind of fun. We'll talk about that one together. Uh, I agree. I even said, as I get my notes, I said, this one is. Oh, God in heaven. Are you okay? Did you just bark? I just choked. Oh, the car. I said, this one's, this one's a little bit more in the vein of another childhood favorite beyond belief factor fiction. Totally. It is. It is definitely like one that. It's also, it also kind of reminds me of a, what is it called? Urban legend? Yes. It's a urban legend vein. Right, right. And kind of like, okay, if this story isn't real, what is the, the meaning behind it? Like, what is it trying to teach us? You know? Because a lot of the times urban legends have an underlying, like, there is a lesson here. There is a parable or, or, you know, whatever like that, like to akin to it. But this one, like there's a picture of it right just one just one picture and it but it's on a ton of lists about haunted and cursed objects yes it's on like every single list but there's never anything like finite in detail about it right i know i find that so interesting and the thing is is this vase came into existence in the 15th century so it definitely, you know, went through time. It had like two, it had like, it had two eras of its life. Right. It had the 15th exactly. century time and then the eight, the 1980s time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, what, what time would you like to talk about? We can split it up into that time. Okay. Well, you begin. Okay. So this one is, as Megan said, the Bassano vase. And like we talked about, there's only one picture we could find. On record, and in fact, despite it being on so many listicles, there's no names attached to it in any of the stories. And it was reportedly created in the 15th century, and it's made of silver. It's like a nondescript vase. It almost looks like I've seen it compared to a pomegranate style vase before, like wide with a with a with a frayed lip type thing, and. It was made close to the city of Napoli, and it was supposed to be a gift for a young bride-to-be. And now, as legend has it, this vase was gifted to her right before her wedding. Either the wedding night or very, like, soon before her wedding. And the day of her wedding, she's not there. No one can find her. And so when they go to investigate, like, where she's gone off to, if they find her and now there's either two things she's either dead or she's near death depending on what article you're reading that mm-hmm. either way in her like cold dead near dying hands she is clutching the vase that silver vase and she ultimately does die and it goes on to another family member because you can't think about it 15th century a silver vase it's not going to be like oh toss it away it passes on to family member on and on. 
and death and loss is swiftly following behind each and every one of them. And then they kind of realize, they kind of take a break, like all these weird stuff is happening. And they realize the singular connection between each of them and their untimely death was they all had the vase in their possession. And the family said, I think, I think that's enough. And they decided to get rid of it once and for all. And they, they, they want to get rid of it in a secret location. Now, the rumors and the stories branch off and then differ here on exactly what, where it was buried. Some say that a priest hid it in like consecrated ground somewhere. Other people say it was simply buried in one of the family's backyards, but no one was told exactly where it was. But wherever it was, it stayed there until 1988. Yes, and that is when a man who also has never been named was digging in his backyard and came across this vase. And along with it was a note that read, Beware, this vase brings death. The man completely disregarded the note and he goes to sell the vase at auction. And this vase sold for a little under $3,000 and the buyer of it was a pharmacist. He is pretty excited about this fancy new piece of art until he dies just three months after the purchase. After that, it was sold a few more times, once to a doctor, followed by an archaeologist, and on and on. But the last family to own it, of course, had a death. But one of their surviving members, filled with anger over their loss, threw the vase out of their window a few stories high. It fell to the ground, nearly hitting a police officer. He then went upstairs to return the vase and also to fine them for littering. They refused to take it back and explained to the officer that that thing was cursed and they did not want to have anything to do with it. What the officer did with it after his visit is unknown, and it hadn't been seen, it hasn't been seen since. So where is it now? And why did it seem to only kill those who owned it? It didn't seem to affect anyone who just happened upon it? Yeah. So if the story isn't real, I'd like to know where it started in the first place. And like we were saying, how most legends have like an underlying lesson to be taught mm -hmm. and what is that lesson you know yeah and i was reading it, and the police officer was like well what do i do with this and apparently in one of the stories he went to like museums and the reputation of the vase had kind of got ahead of it and they're like oh no we don't we don't want to mess that like, even museums were like saying to a 15th century like silver vase they were saying no 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 and then some people say there's some rumors that the police officer buried the vase in a lead box somewhere. Mm. That's still unknown. And like, and I even remember because like it was sold for three thousand U.S. dollars back in the '80s, which was about four million Italian lira. That amount today would be about two thousand two hundred eighty-four dollars. So it's still value, but even like back then. As it was getting like passed on and on, the value of it was like decreasing because people were like, just buy it. It may be a little cursed, but buy it. Now, my question for you, Megan, is what would you do if you were, you know, maybe digging a garden in your backyard or digging for funsy, like being your own little paleontologist, and you found a silver vase buried back there? 
I think at first I would be concerned that maybe it was actually an urn. Oh, yeah. The vase itself actually kind of looks a little like an urn. It does. And like... We have found <laughs> an urn in yeah. our, no, in Correct. the garage, remember? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, we found somebody in our garage. But anyways, it, was, it wasn't just a random person. It was like a family friend that... A long story. Yeah, a long story. It wasn't a random, unknown urn. Right, right, right. But I would be afraid that maybe somebody like buried, you know, yeah, somebody that they loved. So that would be my first thought. And then once I, if I discovered that that was not it, I think I would clean it up and keep it. I yeah. don't think I would think anything was, was a myth also about it. First, I'd be like, what else is buried there? But that's what I wrote down before I like thought about the urn aspect. If it had that note in there, though, I would think I would just like oh, tuck it back right. in. And uh, I have like pat, like pat, pat ground and like pour some salt over it and be like, I'm not touching you anymore. I've had that note. I forgot about the note. Yeah. Uh, I saw that note along with it. I would have nothing to do with it. I think like part of me is always like this like feral, like paleontologist child. Do you remember Mr. Koch? Of course you do. Yeah. We had a neighbor growing up who always thought I was a boy. Because I had really short hair as a kid. My mom always cut it short. You know, he says, Megan, how's your brother? And Megan would be like, fine. Yeah. He never corrected him. Because he was kind of like this recluse, sort of. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah, he, he was alone. And he had like all of these figurines that would line his property. Yeah. Like gnomes and cats and I don't know, just weird the, little knick-knack things in exactly. his yard. And then when his house was demolished. Or, like, condemned because when he passed away, they someone bought his house to build a new one on top of it. And I remember we would go and, like, search his yard and, like, find, like, these figurines and stuff like that. I think I remember you found a little devil. Do you remember that? No. You don't remember that at all? I don't remember any of what you're talking about. Yeah, we, like, explored his yard and, like, dug around and found, like, this, like, ceramic figurines and stuff like that. Oh, my God, Dana, I'm so glad I have you to remember things that I don't. Yeah. So like, I have that in my notes. I was like, so like buried treasure being like that aspect. Like there's something always like it's fundamentally, I feel like human about like discovering something oh, that yeah. you don't know. And so I think that part of me is excited. But if I'm Also, no- did you know that his last name is actually not Koch, even though we called him that for years and years and years? I think I just found out Rachel told me like a couple of years ago. That it's actually pronounced Coke. Wow. But we always called him Koch. Everybody called him Mr. Koch. Oh, I wonder if it's like, I wonder, I wonder, there's like, uh, there's like these like pretty famous, like there's like the, the Coke family that like owns a whole bunch of like investors and they're just like super. They own investors? What? Okay, they're investors. They own a whole bunch of like companies and stuff like that and they just they're really rich and they they fund a lot of like government stuff like you know whatever but okay and there's the k-o-c-h but that makes sense oh my gosh that's hysterical i know i never knew that so he'll forever be mr koch mr koch forever and he thought i was a boy so that surprise everyone was our first story of the day 
But guess what? There's more. Megan, take it away. What's your next cursed object? Anyways, so our second curse in line begins with a listing on eBay from February 2000. And here's the original post. The original eBay text goes a little something like this. When we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. A picker had found the, it abandoned behind an old brewery. At the time, we wondered a little why a seemingly perfectly fine painting would be discarded like that. Today, we don't. One morning, our four-and-a-half-year-old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room during the night. Now, I don't believe in UFOs or Elvis being alive, but my husband was alarmed. To my amusement, he set up a motion-triggered camera for the night. After three nights, there were pictures. The last two pictures shown are from the stakeout. After seeing the boy seemingly exiting the painting under threat, we decided the painting has to go. Oh. Please judge. Huh? Silent. Oh. I know. Please judge for yourself. Before you do, please read the following warning and disclaimer. Warning. Do not bid on this painting if you are susceptible to stress, related disease, faint of heart, or are unfamiliar with supernatural events. By bidding on this painting, you agree to release the owners of all liability in relation to the sale or any events happening after the sale that might be contributed to this painting. This painting may or may not possess supernatural powers that could impact or change your life. However, by bidding, you agree to exclusively bid on the value of the artwork with disregard to the last two photos featured in the auction and hold the owners harmless in regard to them and their impact expressed or implied now that we got this out of the way one question to you ebayers we want our house to be blessed after the painting is gone does anybody know who is qualified to do that the size of the painting is 24 by 36 inches so it is rather large as i have had several questions here are the following answers there was no odor left behind in the room there were no voices or the smell of gunpowder no food prints or strange fluids on the wall. Yeah. And to deter questions in this direction, there are no ghosts in this world, no supernatural powers. This is just a painting. And then most, and most these things have an explanation. In this case, probably a fluke lighting effect. I encourage you to bid on the artwork and consider the last two photographs as pure entertainment. And please do not take them into consideration when bidding. As we think it is a good idea to bless any house, we still welcome input into that procedure. This auction, and then he goes on to say, this auction is nearing the end. I want to thank the more than a hundred, or I'm sorry, 13,000 people that took the time to look at this image on eBay. I appreciate the more than 30 suggestions that I receive regarding blessing the house, exercising and cleansing. Seven emails have Seven emails reported strange or irregular events taking place when viewing the image, and I will relay two suggestions made by the sender. First, not to use this image as a background on the screen, and second, not to display this image around juveniles or children. Last, not least, thanks and thanks for appreciating the art as well. Okay, wait, is this the creepy, 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 creepy one with like yes. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think when I was looking at other things, I looked at this one as well. And I said, I'm not talking about this one. It scares the living daylights out of me. Is it the hands resist him? 
Yep. Yeah. So the painting is called Hands Resist Him, and it's by artist William Stoneham. It depicts a young William standing next to a female doll that looks a bit eerie. She has like hollow eyes and a foreborn expression on her face. And she's holding something in her hands. I'm not sure what it is. And I couldn't find anywhere. Yeah, that is. I couldn't find an explanation anywhere about like what she's holding. Yeah. So I'm not sure what it is, but it looks like it's made of metal and it has wires protruding from the top. And it's kind of like the size of a chunky water bottle. It does. It almost looks like a, a mini like oxygen tank almost. Yeah, yeah. Behind the two figures are window panes. There's no light to be seen through the windows, just pure darkness and the scattering of children's hands touching the glass from the other side. William says the boy in the painting was inspired by a photo of, of himself at age five. Stoneham elaborates on the painting, saying, The hands are the other lives. The glass door, that thin veil between waking and dreaming. The girl doll is the imagined companion or guide through this realm. William painted this piece back in 1972, and in 1974, it was placed in an art gallery and was reviewed by an art critic by the name of Henry Seldes. It was finally sold to actor John Marley, who's known for his role in The Godfather. He's the dude that wakes up next to the horse's head. Okay. Both the art gallery owner and the critic died a year after coming into contact with the painting. Eventually, it was acquired by the sellers on eBay. And they kept it until they claimed to see the doll boy fighting, you know, and leaving the picture frame, which that, yeah, those are all good reasons to get rid of it and scaring their four-year-old daughter. The sellers were able to get $1,025 for the painting. And even though the buyer has been offered much more for it in years uh-huh. that, in the years that followed, he hasn't accepted any of the offers. And another interesting thing about the buyer is he doesn't even have this painting on display. He actually, I say he, I don't know if it's a he or she actually, they actually have it stored away somewhere. Yeah, I think I did the same thing too. I think it it reminds me of like, we were talking about last last week a bit with like cursed objects and the dolls like thing. It's like, what do you do? You don't want to burn it or like destroy it because you want to like let go of whatever's attached to it. There's so many things that you don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and even though the this painting is like hidden away from prying eyes, there are still photos that circulate the internet. You've seen it, I've seen it. And according to one man by the name of Darren Kyle O'Neill, having even copies of this eerie work can have some seriously creepy consequences. Oh, I hate His that. experience goes as follows. I first saw it online when I was living in Dubai. I printed it out and I left it on a side table next to other documents printed on the same printer with the same paper. Anyway, I went to Italy for a month. When I came back, the air conditioning had gone awry. Everything was green mold. The TV, the bedsheets, my daughter's cot, clothing, all of my suits in the closet, and the documents I printed were all green. But right next to them, the only thing that was perfectly untouched was the printout of the painting. 
even some of the 30,000 who viewed the painting, I don't know why the two numbers were different. Like this one says, even though the 30,000 who viewed it. Oh, because maybe the bids were less. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Even some of the 30,000 views of the people that viewed it, they claim to see or have some effects after witnessing this photo or painting physically and mentally feeling kind of like unwell you know one article says some people had strange visitors in the night no that scares me i'm like what the heck are they crawling out of the picture they crawling out of the picture well no they had this is just somebody that like looked at the picture like just going onto ebay and saying oh yeah that's the picture okay goodbye and then at night having some strange visitor comes when they say that i'm like is it something paranormal or was like a human being strange right at your door either way scary i don't like it i saw that one and i said look at him yeah the picture's scary the doll especially with her like gaping her eyes i didn't realize she was a doll i don't know the boy his forehead scares me his forehead scares you and he goes what the boy's cute I mean, it's him. It's him. He's older now. He's <laughs> older now. Are you telling yourself that so you're not scared of him? Yeah. I'm not happy with him. Okay, so the last curse I have for you is something a little less tangible. Okay. In 2001, Vladimir Grashnov, CEO of a mobile company in Bulgaria, passed away from cancer, which was rumored to have come about due to poisoning from a business rival. In 2003, millionaire mob boss Konstantin Dimitrov was assassinated, and in 2005, cocaine dealer Konstantin Dishliv was shot and killed. What do these three men have in common? They each had the same phone number. Ooh. The phone number is 359-888. After the 2005 death of Dishliv, the number was suspended, and when asked why, the phone company has stated, we have no comment to make. We won't discuss individual numbers. Could the deaths of these three men just be due to a mix of bad luck and high-risk lifestyle? Or was there something more sinister attached to the phone number's that these three shared. That is so funny. I wonder if there's like, anything like numerology aspects of it, but it's like, yeah, they all kind of led high risk lifestyles. And it's like there could have been some things that led to that aspect of it, but it is odd. They all had that same number. And is that number still? Right. Attached? Nope. No longer is. They, they suspended it. Oh, wow. Yeah, after that. And they won't discuss the reason for suspending it. Is that strange? That is. I know why. Yeah, it's like, unless like, yeah, that is a weird one. But those are my stories, Dane. Well, Megan, this feels almost like a campfire episode, but that's not until like two weeks from now. Or is that next next week, isn't it? Is that next week campfire? Am I? Is that? I don't even know. 
No, it's two weeks from now. Okay. Next Sunday is the 30th. Uh, okay. Very close. I had to double check. I was like, wait, because I have like a schedule for stuff that I want to do. Well, that's funny that we both did haunted objects because here is mine. Okay, so for my topic this week, I actually started thinking about it last week because when I was researching about Robert the doll, I already knew that would be an interesting topic to cover. And it kind of goes in the same wavelength of Robert, but like at another level. And I actually first heard about this object when we were younger on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. But this one kind of veered as a young child, veered too far into the paranormal unsolved for my young brain to really like be like, I can watch this. Or it wasn't too far paranormal. It was like the ghost ones were not a watch. It was like just on that line, you know? Yeah. So I'm talking about a piece of furniture. And uh, do you have any idea what it is? Is it the dresser with the mirror? No, it's not. I'm going to talk about a chair. Oh. So the village. What? Can I guess? Yeah. Now that you told me. The Busby chair? Is. So this takes place in England. It's the village or town of Thirsk. It's in Yorkshire, England, and it seems, for all intents and purposes, a cute little quaint village with markets and whatnot and farms. But England, but it's England. It has its history. And like many places with a heavy history, Thirsk has has a museum as well. And if you're able to find yourself in the Thirsk Museum, there, amongst all the antiquities and artifacts, is a chair. But you cannot sit on the chair because this chair is actually hung up on the wall to prevent people from sitting on it the chair itself is a fine craftsmanship it's wood it's not the age or the woodworking or the detail that make this chair museum worthy so to say it's on the wall because this chair is reportedly a vessel of a deadly curse today i'm talking about the chair of death better known as the busby stoop chair the chair gets its name from the curse striker himself, Thomas Busby, who in the year 1702 was convicted of murdering his father-in-law, Daniel Otto, after their criminal enterprise of counterfeiting money and other nefarious acts landed the two of them in an argument. And they had been reported to be arguing a lot of the time anyway. They never really had, you know, a fun little relationship. But mm-hmm. moment, Thomas killed Daniel. Oh. And- so, yeah, Busby is a murderer. And like I said, he was convicted of this crime. And before he was sentenced to hang, he was allowed to visit his favorite pub to have his favorite drink and his favorite chair one last time. Do we know what his favorite drink was? I don't know. Probably ale. It's the 1700s. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, like yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> and it was cosmopolitan. It was a Long Island iced tea with a, with a, with a garnish on top. Oh, my God. So he's there, and he's enjoying it. And as he's finishing up and leaving the pub, it is rumored that he declares, may sudden death come to anyone who dares sit in my chair. The story goes that after he was hanged, people were dared to sit in the chair in the pub, proving that long before TV and Internet, people were still pushing each other towards the thrill of what ifs and their own version of like triple dog dares like i bet you won't do this like i bet you're not brave enough 
this kind of shows once again that like humans, no matter how far apart we are, we all like to dig in the dirt for treasures and we all like to push each other to like, I'm afraid. Are you afraid? Yeah. Um, yeah. So now the exact number of people who the curse has taken is not known exactly. But according to the reports and the articles I read, it rests somewhere in the 60s, about like 60 people. And with time passing and many people maybe not connecting the two and keep in mind like natural causes of death and other things like 60? that. What? That 60 or like people said 63 people was a lot of the exact number I heard. So the first recorded death that has been linked to the chair took place shortly after when a man and his friends sat in it during their visit to the pub. They both became drunk. And one of them said, I'll sleep in the road tonight. We're good. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, you know, I feel super safe. Awesome. safe. He never made it home. His body actually was found the next morning, hung from a tree near where the gibbet was, where Busby died. And a gibbet, a gibbet, a gibbet, a gibbet is any instrument of public execution. Gibbeting is the use of the gallows type structure from which the dead or dying bodies were hanged from. So. Wow. I don't like that. I know. So I put it in there. Anyway, the friend he had been with admitted to robbing them, murdering the man, but he did not reveal us until his deathbed. So it's like he sat in the chair. He was murdered, but it's like what went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And during World War II, a lot of airmen kept busy at the pub where the chair resided. And a great many who sat in the chair did not make it through the war. But it was World War II. A lot of people didn't make it through the war, regardless if they sat in the chair or not. In 1967, a pair of Royal Air Force pilots, after getting drunk one night, decided to make a show of it, and they took turns sitting in the seat, only to die by car accident um, a short time later. They crashed into a tree. It was from that moment on, the chair got the nickname, the chair of death. Then there was another case a few years later when, a, when some mason workers, bricklayers, took the lunch break at the pub and they both decided to dare each other to see who was scared and who wasn't scared to sit in the chair. Only one of the men was brave enough to sit in the chair and by that afternoon, he was dead, having fallen from the scaffolding of the building he was working on. Then there was a roofer who sat in the chair and then soon died after when the roof he was repairing collapsed beneath him. A sad one was a cleaner accidentally stumbled into the chair while she was cleaning. Oh. She did die a short time later, but her death was tied to a brain tumor. But it is very weird that she, you know. Now, it was getting to the point where the pub owner was a wee bit worried about it all. So he decided, I'm going to relocate the chair from the main dining area to the basement. It'll be safer there, he thought. Until one day, the delivery man came to the pub and he was directed to the basement to put the packaging there. And he laughed. The pub owner was like, oh, yeah, don't mess with that chair. And he's thinking there's not a curse on this chair. And so he goes to sit in it, only to meet his day, death that very day. That was the last straw for the pub owner, who then sent it to the museum, who now have it hung five feet off the ground not even taking it down for a cleaning. Wow. Now, however, there have been a lot of doubts with the legend of the chair. And if the chair actually hanging there has is the one that's remained there for all that time. And the chair was actually examined 
by a historian. I don't know how it was examined or when it was examined exactly. If she kind of looked at it and was like, well, the spindles of it were machine turned. Whereas in the 17th century, when it was, you know, said to have taken place, chair spindles were usually made with a lathe. And so he said, okay, well, this chair looks like it probably was made after the 1840s, which mm-hmm. is about 130, 138 years after Thomas Busby died. However, as all the stories above came from 1840 and beyond, it's like it could not be, it could possibly be that the curse isn't from Thomas Busby himself, but from something else. Like the name and the gallows are famous from that, but the chair itself might not be that very same chair. And it's someone said it could be something else, but certainly no one has perp- proposed taking the chair down so folks can sit in it again. Perhaps it's best to err on the side of caution and leave it there. <laughs> yes, please. And why risk it? Why risk it? And honestly, it's there's a couple weirdly enough like I went to look on more stuff because I when I re- was researching this I realized I didn't really have enough information for a full episode like alone so looking at a couple other things like the vase and there's a couple other ones but there's so many like quote unquote cursed objects that are so hard to verify mm-hmm. like the vase or certain things it's like word of mouth or like a tabloid article talks about it one time and you're like, oh, this must be cursed. And then people are like, maybe not. There's a painting. Yeah. Uh, the Crying Boy. I hear about oh, that. Yes. that. Yeah, the Crying Boy painting, which I don't know why you want a picture of a crying child in your room, in your house. Yeah. But there was a thing that people said that a lot of the houses that had it in it, they burnt to the ground. But the painting always came out unscathed. That's so weird. And then there's one like the the anguished man, another painting that said was that was said to have been painted with the artist's blood, and that Ew. when the guy inherited from his grandmother, like the the, the grandmother had it, and said, "Oh, this house painted," which I was terrifying painting. It's called the anguished man, and he said when they hung it up in the house because he liked it, weird stuff happened. Doors started closing and opening, screaming. Oh no! And they 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 put it in the basement. So that's not far enough away. No, it's not far enough away. So there's a lot of things. And then I want to know once they moved it into the basement if the screaming and stopped. Right. From what I could tell, it stopped soon after. But it's just so hard to figure out like what aspect of certain things are like legit or urban legends or simply scary stories to tell your sister like this. I actually found one that was another chair, but this one was in an old mansion up here in my neck of the woods. And I'm thinking I might talk about the mansion itself because the people said the mansion itself was pretty haunted. So I might hold that off for a full episode itself on the mansion. Yeah, zip it. Zip it, Judah. And, but there's so many other objects and there's some that I'm like, I don't want to mess with at all. Because some are a little too scary. Like, I don't think I'll be able to cover the Annabelle doll or other. What? I'll do it. You'll do it. You'll do it. But there's certain ones that I'm, I don't think that I want to do. But I can't believe that we did this again, Megan. 
I know. I love it. I I can't believe that we did this again. It was good, though. It was really good. There's a couple. There's more cursed artifacts and cursed other things like that. But I think this is really fun. I enjoyed it. I don't think this is a curse for us, but a blessing. Uh, and if you, if you want to join in our blessings and joy in life, you can find us over on Instagram and Twitter at Scary Sisters Pod. Come chit chat with us and see the photos from the episodes. We will have them in slides. The one photo of the vase, the creepy painting, and the chair on the museum wall. And you can tell us, would you sit in that chair? Would you have these paintings in your house? And if you have any experience with cursed objects or other things the like, you can please email us at scarysisters at gmail.com where we are compiling stories for maybe a fun episode in the near future. And until then, everyone, thank you for listening. Please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It means the world to us. We appreciate it more than you know. And until then, until next week, Stay safe and stay spooky. Megan, love you. Bye. Bye.